0: Good evening good afternoon and welcome to the outpost frequencies brought to you by the last movie Outpost.com, for all of your movie news reviews and everything cool about film it's just us this evening sean is still on the run from the fbi uh he was free the other week um but they put up with game from something completely different and matt apparently has family things to do
1: anyway I know Sean is on the run from the FBI, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this means we'll be seeing him headlining a superhero movie soon, right?
0: Yeah. I think yeah. that's how it works. Um, He's he's building up a little cult following. Uh, yeah. I say building up. I mean, he's holding people hostage. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and Matt apparently has got his son's birthday, and apparently that's more important than this. So, Weird. you know, we know where. His allegiance lies. Anyway, Yoda, how are you today? You know, I, I was...
1: There's a lot of things. I, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. And then there's one other thing I didn't mention in our pre-show. Um, but I'm just... I'm kind of looking at, you know, what came before. And, and you know, how I felt about movies. And, you know, the new trailers all that. And I'm just at a point where I'm like... Everything I see, everything I see coming out, it either does not excite me or I wonder how they're going to F up my favorite property. (laughs) I just look at everything. It's like, how are they going to make this in a way that's going to be insulting to me? And I say me like because of the way I was born and who I like to have sex with.
0: Uh, I mean, with it, I'm I'm the same as you. That I have loved, you know, for me... Movies have just been a part of my life, my entire life. But yeah. I am getting to the point now where I try and find something new to watch, and it's just no, 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 no. And, you know, very rarely something comes out that I actually think, oh, I can look forward to that, because the rest of the time it's just <sighs> well, that's coming.
1: Trailers out. are all done nearly exactly the same. And so because there's no effort or no creativity put into the trailers, I assume that there's no creativity or effort put to the movies. And quite often I am proven correct. And Mm -hmm. I just am like I, I think what's bothering me so much is that you've taken this thing that I have loved for Like you said, my entire life, movies have been such an art form that I just adore because it has all the art forms crammed in it. You got, you know, screenwriting and novelizations and music, John Williams and those kind of stuff. You've got photography, you've got, uh, you know, choreography.
0: Yeah, you, All, yeah, of,
1: all yeah. of it's in it. A movie encompasses all of that. You could say to a lesser extent TV show, I suppose. But a movie done right is is to me the perfect art form because it's it's usually short. It's not you know, you don't have to watch 27 episodes and they have to put it all together. They have to be restrained. And we've come out with some of the best pieces of art. And right now, the people that are in charge of doing that, the people that have the money or have the properties that are doing that, have destroyed this thing that I love. And it's just, it's so depressing. And I don't mean to start this out so depressing, but I mean, I'm, are <laughs> it's you looking downhill from here? <laughs> you might find a, a gold nugget here and there. Yes, am I looking forward to Dune? Yes, I am. But. <sighs> all the rest of it even even stuff that I think is probably going to be good and I'm kind of looking forward to because of the way they shoot things now you know it's got, got a sheen of of CG on it. Yeah. It, it even if something as minor as color correction it just doesn't feel like I'm watching a film anymore
0: yeah will, know how to we get will past this we will go on to that because when we get to talk about extraction too we will get on to. This. So let's have a look at some of the other things in the news. You've seen all the banners and stuff below. Do all the stuff. Right. The like, share, subscribe. Love us. Blah, blah, blah. Validate yeah, love us. us. Validate. Give us a reason yeah. to keep on living, please. Please please help these two miserable old farts who have already started off on a bad,
1: <laughs> on a bad I've kid. got a handful of pills just ready to go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, those are happy pills. They're uh, antidepressants. Um, the oh, more I'll be that, happy. The more we can take. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the flash isn't very fast. It has had a colossal drop-off of something like 72%, I think it is, um, because, obviously, word of mouth has got around. Now, you saw the flash, didn't you? It, it, you didn't think it was terrible. I I think
1: no, it is it's it's not good. I don't want to <laughs> that I it you know it's it's it, you know after all the shit you see or the bland shit you see, there's things in there that I kind of appreciated, kind of that I wanted to see, like oh that's an interesting concept, but nothing got off the conceptual stage for me. It's like they they had interesting ideas and they put them in there. And then they could do nothing useful or substantial Mm -hmm. with it and then i think there's a lot of people which i I get that cannot get past the ezra miller problem they can't watch it without thinking about this guy and i get it i mean i i can to a certain extent i can see the movie but i understand it, it is there in the back of your mind
0: it's the same now problem with i watched i can't remember what it was recently but it was something with kevin spacey and i think it was LA confidential which is a fantastic movie. But I just watched Spacey, it recently.
1: I had never seen it before. I watched it recently. I was like, "This is great." What, yeah. Where have you? Why have you not been in my eyeballs years ago? <laughs>
0: but now you've got the problem that Kevin Spacey has been associated with so much bad stuff, and you know nobody knows if it's true or not. But when you're watching him, you're still—it's still just there in the back of your mind, and it's the same with Ezra Miller. That apparently his performance in the film is very good but at the same time he is nuts (laughs) well i mean look i don't want to sound like i'm defending
1: kevin spacey here okay but a lot of the stuff that kevin spacey is accused of of, feels like shit that that they've been doing in hollywood for since since there was a hollywood yeah, no. yeah, I mean it's a depraved lunatic asylum so let's not act like Kevin Spacey is the like some sort of Hitler compared to everyone else that's out there um, even Weinstein I go okay yeah he's a sleaze bag, he's a scumbag but it wasn't like he raped it it's like you want to part in a movie have sex with me okay and they had sex with him I mean what what do you want if if they if he was creepy and whatever I'm glad he's out of there I don't you know, yeah. I, I don't want to make it sound like, and and if if Casey uh, uh, Spacey did more, you know, coercive stuff, I get it. But if it's more of a quid pro quo thing, it's gross. I mean, I yeah. you know, I don't ever hear of the insurance adjuster's couch or anything like that. It's always Hollywood that's doing all this depraved, lunatic stuff. So I got I got no sympathy for. It. But Ezra Miller is, is on another level. I mean, we're talking yeah. kidnapping. We're talking on the run from the FBI. We're talking some pretty heinous stuff that involved a lot more coercion, I think, than – I mean, these other guys are like – to me, it's like business as usual. And I don't know why some of these guys are on the outs and, and others are just fine. Um but, but going, you know, I've, I've gotten off. to the point we have two tiers of justice left in this society, no matter what, what you're talking about. so
0: We're getting off point a bit. So we're coming back to The Flash. Let's <laughs> it, get back it to The is Flash. Difficult, it, is, it is difficult to put Ezra Miller's personal life aside. I haven't seen The Flash yet. I will watch it when it comes on digital. I am in no hurry to see it. It's one of those, you know, yeah, I'll watch it just for the sake of watching it. But, uh, like you say, I think the word got out about it and just the numbers just fell off and so the second week it's earned something like seven million dollars or something or other it's it's
1: more than that but not
0: much more it's Um, a ridiculously known number though
1: yeah i think it made
0: like uh well i could tell you hold on a second here it was it was a lot less than the first week heck of a lot
1: so the flash made we think this will be the twenty third through the twenty fifth. Yeah, it looks like it made fifteen million, which is pathetic. So okay. if if you look at it, I, I've done a lot of research in the box office numbers. Typically, what you want is you want your 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 movie to make two point five or more times its opener. So if you make one hundred million, you want to make two hundred and fifty to three hundred million. Anything past that is probably gravy. I'm just talking domestic, uh, U.S., Canada, the worldwide numbers. You you got you know all that coming in as well. So I was looking through twenty twenty three here, and it's pretty interesting. Um, Super Mario Brothers opened at one hundred and forty six million. So four hundred and fifty million would be three x. That would be phenomenal considering you know the opening it it gets harder and harder to get to that 3x when your opening is higher and higher and it's gotten to 572 million that's more that's like 3.5x or so i don't i don't i don't do the math right now uh guardians of the galaxy started at 118 million it's made 312 million that's about 2.9 2.8x that's good uh, spider-man across spider verse 120 million it's up to 297 million I'm sure it will get past 300 million
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it's 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 well within that 2.5 to three yeah little mermaid uh 95 million it's up to 270 million which was kind of shocking to me but you're almost you're, you're that's good it's 2.8x give or take uh then the drop-off is significant uh, Ant Man the Wasp, 106 million. It's made 214 million. That's barely 2x. That's a flop. John Wick, Chapter 4, 73 million. It's made 187 million. So uh, a little over 2.3x, maybe almost 2.5. Not great, but close enough to break even at least a uh, creed fifty eight million it's made hundred and fifty six million okay transformers sixty one million it's only made one twenty two <laughs> given its budget i don't think that's gonna break
0: even uh fast i, th- I seven I, I, I think with transformers I did just read somewhere that it has it's broken more than that now but again it, it it's just... Have. now give it, remember this is domestic transformers does really
1: oh, okay. Well overseas oh, okay fast- yeah, yeah, okay so Fast X the same way. Uh, it's made sixty seven million. It's hasn't made hundred. It's made one hundred nineteen million domestically. That's not even two X. Uh, but all of Fast X's Fast and Furious comes from overseas. They it it destroys overseas. Um, and, and it, then you get to the Flash fifty five million opener, eighty seven million so far that's 1.6x that's not going to that i don't know what james Gunn is going to do i don't know what that, these these uh, these they, uh, studios would are off, do. they would have been better off
0: they would have been better off canning it and just and just taking the hit like they did with that back tax right
1: off yeah. yeah i don't know if they just, could have the the truth is it's it's not like if this came out ten years ago, or if it came out when it was supposed to come out, like when they started they started <laughs> working on this back in 2014, I think. Now granted, you hadn't even you you'd only had the man of steel so far, so this would have I, I don't know how they would have done it, but they could have done the multiverse stuff back then. Uh, and it would have been new and fresh and interesting. And then everything they did, I think the special effects are are really off-putting to a lot of people. I could kind of put up with special effects if I feel like the story's halfway decent.
0: Otherwise, I'd hate Tron. <laughs> but again, but, uh, we come back to that point of the whole, you know, how could you possibly have postponed this movie for this long, and then yet still had bad special effects? Surely, you know, with it being postponed just, for so long, you could have worked on the special effects and actually made them decent.
1: Uh, I think The Flash is a perfect storm of shit. Uh, You've got... <laughs> bad special effects, you got them pretty much closing the book on the DCEU, and you're well past your sell-by date for multiverse stuff, and you've got yeah. a star that is going to be on America's Most Wanted for his next gig. So <laughs> I don't I don't know how this, th- this was doomed no matter what, in my opinion.
0: So, yeah, but yeah, it, unfortunately, The Flash is not going to be, um, like I say, it's not going to be getting a sequel anytime soon. And Well, you, you. the thing is, is you say that, and yet, in the back of your mind, you are going, somebody's pitching it some, somewhere, somewhere, somebody's sat with James Gunn right now going, you know, can, can we, if we just replace it, you know, and who knows what Hollywood's going on, it's just ridiculous.
1: Let's talk about oh, but, like a bit more. Oh, go on. Uh, as I say, and, and we'll let this go, but I think what bothered me most about The Flash was that it needed to put like moments from the Flashpoint storyline in there, even though it doesn't really make a lick of sense to do it. Like, when they needed to get his powers back, they had to strap him in the chair. It's like, why did he have to lose his powers to begin with? You didn't need to do that. Yeah. So, but it was to get him back in the chair so that it would fail once, so that it would work the second time it's like why because yeah. that's what was in the novel yeah okay yeah. but it, it adds nothing to
0: this story that you're trying to tell let's move on to something a little bit more a, 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 a bit more upbeat i'm gonna say upbeat it's hurley is now 58 or well, thereabouts i didn't actually work it out exactly but anyway but she's going to be appearing nude in a new film to which all men sort of go okay and not only does she get nude but she gets it on with another woman nude and then you were going really <laughs> at first you had my interest but now you've got my uh, uh, my full attention until you hear that the movie that she's done this for has been written and directed by her son well all of a sudden it gets icky <laughs> I mean what's, a, what's the name hurley? of the movie
1: oedipus rex
0: <laughs> i think it's something shakespearean um you know uh, who pays for that wedding i mean but it's just this is it it's so weird because i mean you know uh, firstly liz hurley is a great looking woman i wouldn't say she's a great actress you know she she does the job um but it's just, it's so weird that you, you, you know, how did that conversation go? Mum, do you want to be in a film? Yeah. Do you mind getting naked and getting it off with another woman whilst I film it? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like I said, it's all lunatic asylum. I have noticed, though, that
1: some of these actresses, like Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, and Meg Ryan, both, uh, Halle Berry, they they... When they're young, like in their twenties, it's like, oh, no nude, no nude scenes. I'm not doing any yeah. nude scenes. And then when they're in their late, when they're in their forties and fifties, and they realize they're just not getting the roles and they're not, <laughs> not paying attention to them, but they're they're still a name. That's when they start saying, okay, I'll I'll, I'll break out the tits. You know, it's like. uh yeah, it, it, me. it feels look at like me. a look at me. Look at yeah, me. <laughs> it feels like a desperate plea for attention to me when they do this. And it, it, she's not the first one to do this. This has happened yeah. many times. You know, they're, they get naked in, later in life because nobody wants to pay attention to them anymore. It's like, uh, but you and I—I mean, I, I can hear it. It's like, oh, Liz Hurley's getting nude because she heard the name. You remember what she looked like back in the day, and now you're on board. So I'd say it works. I don't yeah. care. I'm not going to watch it, but I'm like going, it's, it's just a sad, desperate plea for attention. I'm sorry. That's all it is. I,
0: I have seen, um, and bit, I'm just going to call a big Kate's comment there. Cause he's just said Jennifer Lawrence got nude for her movie and it did better than the flashes. We get this new movie of hers. His name. I can't even remember. And I, I thought, okay, so she's got nude in this and everything else. And I thought, didn't she really kick off with a whole phone hacking thing and the iCloud thing and blah 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 and everything else and then all of a sudden it's like you know and, and like i' say I, it doesn't compute it, in would, my head i would I would
1: call that the ultimate spoiler <laughs> oh, yeah. i've already seen it
0: <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and and she she seems to be really kicking off about feminism and all this kind of stuff and then it's just like it's literally oh. get your tits out for the lads uh, I, what, what uh, has she done lately I mean her her. It, it's so it's weird so how actors done. do this, there, there are some actors that come out, I saw something the other day the name um, Zach Galifianakis came up and again, like a few years ago he had a whole she's run of movies like The good, Hangover no, no, no oh, God um, no, damn it um, <laughs> But, but with it you know he came out in a whole slew of movies and he was and then it's just like you faded away michael fassbender did the same thing how he was kind of like in everything you know for like two or three years and then he just kind of fades away It's was strange well, there's always
1: these flavor of the months that they try sam worthington is yeah. like the poster boy for this right yeah they gotta yeah, they gotta decide that you are going to be the a number one thing and then And then they don't, you know, nobody responds to them because they're made out of plastic and nobody cares. (laughs) They don't have any personality. They, they, they're only marginally good actors. And it's like, you know, I'd rather see Tom Cruise in anything than most of these guys.
0: Oh yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so yeah, Liz Hurley's looking amazing, and is going to get her boobs out. That's the end of that story. Nobody's going to watch it. I think somebody, somebody on the comments on the last movie episode said, "I'm just going to watch this movie in clip form." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best way. In, in three to five minute intervals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw five minutes of the film and it was excellent. It was um, all I needed. <laughs> um, Black Mirror season six. Okay, I don't think we spoke about this last week, but. Um, we, you've you seen, didn't speak uh, about nothing. You left me high and dry in the worst podcast I've ever done. <laughs> I do apologize for last week. I have been extremely busy and just burnt myself out a little. Um, so Black Mirror Season 6 is now streaming on Netflix. Have you seen them?
1: I saw the first episode, and it was the one right. where it's called Joan
0: is Awful. Yes. And it's <laughs> where like – You signed up to Netflix <laughs> – and, and then literally have all of your um, your, it, it gives them the right to use your entire personality to make their own show yeah A very clever concept am I supposed to like I don't
1: know. It's like, oh, we know that we're going to be doing this. We know that we're going to AI Mm -hmm. all this. We know that we're doing this, and we know we're going to ruin people. And so we're just making a fun little episode about it. Because it was, you know, this is a Netflix series now. Yeah, yeah. Clearly the Netflix influence was all they called it Streamberry, but the Streamberry, yeah. even the Joan is awful, looked like the Netflix logo at the very beginning.
0: Yeah. And I'm like oh, doom. Yeah, noise. It was the same. It was exactly the same noise as Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and, dun, dun, and then they had this you know, all the curtains like pulling away or whatever that yeah. graphic is. And I'm like going, okay, this you know what this looked like to me? It didn't look like a warning or um you know, a comment on, you know, what we should be afraid of, you know, like all those great 70s sci-fi movies and 80s sci-fi movies. like RoboCop. It's like watch out, corporate power, you know. And this was like Netflix, like, saying, yeah, this is what we're going to do to you and You can't stop it. That's (laughs) what I felt like. I felt like this was just, uh, you know, them telling us we're, we're huge. You can't do anything about it. You have no power. Good luck. And I was going, I, I mean it was cute and everything. Okay, they killed the quantum computer. Like they're not gonna build another one or something. I, I don't know. I just felt it was just so cynical and so big middle finger in your face. And I haven't heard good things about the rest of the season. So no, I was gonna kinda weird quit
0: thing. That's the no, I was gonna say that's the weird thing though. I've I've had people sort of saying that this is the worst series. And yet I think it's had some of the best episodes in it. Episode three in particular is called um, Beyond the Sea. And the main crux of the story is there are two astronauts and it's um, Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul who are, are on a deep space mission for a couple of years. There's another one, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> what did You oh, said right, Josh yeah, right. Hartnett. Like he's yeah. another <laughs> Sam Worthington. Yeah, yeah. But with it... um they're both on this deep space mission, but they can link to an Android, which is still at home with their families. So, you know, they obviously, well, well, there's an emergency on the ship. They get a beep on their thing. Uh, The, the, the the Android logs back in and then they, they come back out and deal with the situation, which is very clever. Very good. Apart from some hippies break into Josh Hartnett's place um, to see whether he is an Android or not. And so while, Josh Hartnett is logged into this thing and sees everything. These people murder his family. <laughs> and, like, the whole – the episode fine. is – there's there's way much more to the episode than that, and it ended brilliantly because it, it didn't end on a cliffhanger. Well, it is kind of a cliffhanger, but I thought it was one of the best – episodes of anything i've seen in ages it was fantastic in fact the only episode i didn't like from this new series of of, um black mirror was number four with zazzy beats which was again a very good concept and a story but they took ages to get into it and then it kind of just ended and when it ended i was just kind of really i could have quite happily sat through another hour of that because that was just starting to get interesting And so this series, I think it's been, I think it's been brilliant. I think it's been really, really good. So it's a shame that people have been bad mouthing it because like I say, I I think, I definitely think it's worth the time. Oh, and by the way, Uh, I haven't got, I haven't got Netflix either. uh, I do have
1: Netflix. I'll give it a shot. Um, I'll, I'll watch the other ones. I, you know, Ann Murphy was the, the lead in that Joan is awful. And, I've been watching her show. I just finished her show. Uh, Kevin could go f himself. Yeah, and it's basically like a, like if you're if you're with Kevin, who is the star of his own sitcom, and it's basically a rip on Kevin James and all his sitcoms, or the la- or or Peter from from Family Guy, you know, the the loud, yeah. goofy, dumb husband. And then when you're when he's not on camera, it, it goes from a three-camera, well, evenly lit sitcom type setup, even complete with laugh track, to right. a, a much dour uh, single-camera, dramatic lighting type drama show, and it's going back and forth between that as. Kevin and his, his wife is just, you know, can't. And I always thought this when I watched some of these shows, like why why is Leah Remini with Kevin James in this show? Why hasn't she murdered him with a pickaxe by now? Well, this is kind of that concept, you know, that she just mm-hmm. she just trying to get with her life and everybody's trying to get with their life. And Ash thinks there's some of the people in his orbit that you only see in sitcom mode and then they have a revelation and then they'll end up in the drama mode which is yeah. cool, and as people yeah. start realizing what a shit this guy is, and I really, I it's only two seasons, it's eight episodes a season, it's 45 minutes a piece, I really <laughs> ended up enjoying it times so that it doesn't gel quite as well as I would like, but overall i I, I well worth it, so she was in that, Joan is awful, and I just segued into that
0: Well, I'm just going to say Manning's just, just said that NGL, which I haven't gone for by ages. Uh, But anyway, um, he's getting presents from Black Mirror. No, I'm not. I just happen to like it. I I, I am a fan of Charlie Brooker. I think the guy is a very clever writer, and he is just not afraid of anything. You know, he's not going to... I'm
1: sorry, I just noticed the chat, there's like 75, these guys are
0: going bonkers, They don't need us. <laughs> I've been trying to keep an eye on it, but they've been mostly talking to themselves. <laughs> yeah, That's fine. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Let's move on then to Convoy and Smokey and the Bandit. That's not a very well-written thing. No. You, you threw that in very quickly, and it's just Convoy, Convoy Smokey so i'm going to read an article Con- here that, so that sounds I, that sounds like convoy smoky has sadly passed away the country and western singer has been known for many songs
1: <laughs> hey hey <laughs> too too soon uh, <laughs> so i'm gonna read the article and i watched convoy just just this morning actually but i i've seen in the bandit quite a bit and i i just was struck by this guy's article so i wanted to I wanted to bring it to you guys, see what you thought, because I thought it was a pretty good... I, I feel like it has echoes right now. Um, watching Burt Reynolds starring Vehicle, Smoky and the Bandit again, I was struck by the similarities between it and the Sam Peckinpah film, Convoy. They're obvious on the surface comparisons to be made about going cross-country in an 18-wheeler, but there's something thematic that connects it to. And it's hard to imagine two more different films in terms of tone. Convoy is Sam Peckinpah, the man who made movies about the transformative power of violence, looking at contemporary America and seeing a country he no longer recognized, grinding down the little guy until there was nothing left. Smoky and the Bandit is not that. But it is a tale of a young man who picks up a pretty lady on the country's greatest beer run from Texarkana to Atlanta, <laughs> while a silly representation of corrupt law enforcement gives dogged but unsuccessful chase. One is serious, borderline unwatchable, I disagree with that, I found it very watchable, and ungainly, while the other is featherlight, fun, and carefree, and yet I still can't separate the two in my mind. These were a reaction to the 60s, and both of these films came out during the 70s. Smokey preceded Convoy by just over a year, and they were both part of this small subgenre of film dealing with truckers that came and went in the blink of an eye. Convoy's release usually marks the End point of it, not because it was a financial Bomb, it was surprisingly Well received, it's actually Sam Peckinpah's Highest grossing movie But because it just ended up being so expensive Because of Peckinpah's haphazard Shooting methods, it helped turn the industry Off the effort, he was also um, Miserably drunk Throughout the entire movie, his alcoholism (laughs) Went way out of control Being released in the late 70s after Watergate, the race riots of the 60s, and in the middle of the malaise of the Carter administration, I find it hard not to read some level of politics in the film that largely has to do with a more conservative view of corrupt authority. Now, I look now. It's like we just went through the race or the riots of, of the Summer of Love. Uh, we've had all kinds of government corruption being obvious, and talk about malaise of the Biden administration. I mean, it's just horrible. Peckinpah described himself as a 1939 American, which implies a man dedicated to how America was structured and run before the vast expansion of powers that was World War II. Hal Needham, Who directed Smokey, equated his own politics to John Wayne, saying, We spoke the same language. Movies, politics, horse, all kinds of adventures. Having worked with Duke on 10 movies, I found to be down-to-earth when one-on-one, interesting, always, and knowledgeable. These seem to be two film directors edging towards a more conventional view of America in the middle of a vast social change, and both Smokey and Convoy feel like men trying to find their ways in the world. After a decade of what seemed like societal collapse to some while the late 70s started the process into malaise, there's a tangible desire to break off the busyness of the world and be on one's own. Whether that pair of local lawmen with axes to grind or a Southwestern governor looking for a way to turn an out-of-control situation to his political advantage, it still feels like the world is against the individual. What did belief in the man, capital M, do for men like Martin Rubber Duck Penwald or Bo the Bandit Darville? It created a man who would sooner go after a guy just trying to make a living over anything else. There's a lot more here, but I feel like that's exactly what's happening now. I mean, if if you as an individual these days don't feel just completely put upon by those in power and that everybody's Mm. trying to use you for your own gain, if you don't feel the malaise, I I, I mean, I feel like this is the cycle repeating and that these two movies were kind of the antithesis of that. It's like I I just want to bring beer to Atlanta. Why is beer illegal? Why do I have to, you know, do all this just to get somebody some beer? I, why can't I just drive my truck without getting some tin pot sheriff with a with a God complex screwing with me and beating up my friends? And the only way to do it is to leave. But all the people that I've left to are using me to their own advantage.
0: Well, I, Jesus. I mean, you say about, the, you know, us as mere mortals being put upon. I must admit that we, we've had this whole man. Yeah, I mean, but we've had this recently, this this tragedy of the whole Titanic thing, and in the back of my mind, at first when it came on our, because we had it on our local, um, on our BBC news, yeah, it was, um, it's it's like the main story, and I was watching it and going, why is this the main story? Because you know, this is this is this is not news to me, and yeah, the more it it's went interesting. On, I, well, it's interesting. It, that's, um, not that's to me. It. Anyway, but with it, the more it went on, the more I kept thinking to myself, are they trying to sort of get billionaires to have like a sympathy vote with us, the common man? Because what was weird was it was sort of saying, you know, five billion or these billionaires were trapped on this submarine and blah, 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 blah. And then the next news item was the cost of living crisis in the UK at the moment, and it's like, and there are people just literally flittering away $250,000 on, on going to the Titanic. And I'm thinking if they're doing this as a sympathy vote for billionaires, it's not going to work <laughs> because it's kind of the man has been pushing us down. And then the man decides to go like, literally on a holiday, which could change your entire life, you know, and then, and then dies and I'm thinking, well, I've never had a problem with billionaires like, you know, the
1: aspirational things that billionaires have done over mm. the, the course of time. I've never really had a problem with that. If they want to spend if it's their money and they earned it legitimately and, you know, that that's all fine to me. I don't have a problem with a big company becoming big if they provide a good service. I have a problem with companies and billionaires greasing the government and buying politicians and yeah. to you know to everybody else's detriment so they could stay in power that's where i draw the line but yeah i had a problem with people that were really like you know cheering the deaths of these people but that that's just uh, that's just mind boggling to me it's like why why would you why would you want them to die that doesn't make any sense to me
0: the other oh, part of it no, though i think there's some yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want them to die. You know, I mean, uh, so, yeah, you know, I don't wish that upon anybody. But it is just kind of, like I say, the way the press were portraying it over here is like, oh, we should sympathise with these poor people who are going to lose their lives, and it is kind of. If I had 200,000 pounds, I wouldn't be spending it on risking my life to just like, you know, have a holiday like that. You know, I, I would choose it. to I would use it to change my life and maybe buy a hat, you know. And like I say, for me, it was kind of like a sympathy vote that they were just trying to sort of say, oh, billionaires aren't too bad. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it depends on
1: what you watched, I, I guess. My, my biggest yeah. problem with him was the arrogance. And the, the woke, he had woke nonsense, like, well, we don't want these, you know, when you try to find people that really have a lot of sub experience, all you can find are 50-year-old white guys, and that's not inspirational. It's like, it's not inspirational yeah. to implode on the bottom of the ocean either, buddy, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, so I, I think there's plenty of criticism to be had by the way he was running this this thing, but in the end, I mean, I don't know, five people have died, that's a horrible way to go, but... but.
0: I don't well, apparently apparently they died instantaneously so i don't know i, I hope so probably, hope they didn't yeah. even see
1: it coming but yeah, yeah. I, I i think i you know getting back to this this article that i read this convoy and smoking and all that it just felt like you know right now as a common man and i think everybody's felt this to one extent or another you don't have a lot of power in your life and that Everything is set up to manipulate you. The social media is certainly set up that way. Oh yeah. Um, the the propaganda, the news, Hollywood has obviously injected all this politics in all our movies. It's it's done to basically manipulate us, and all we're supposed to be doing is fighting each other so that they can still lap in the money. That's I, I think that that was just as much true then as it is now, and I think it's still happening.
0: And I'm I, oh, yeah. I just you look at the past, and you see the present. Weird. It is funny how a lot of movies do represent, obviously, when they were made. And it's funny, in some respects, pandering to the time that they were made as well. We're seeing it particularly at the moment how they are pandering to racism and and sexism and everything else and putting, you know, women forward and um, actors of colour forward and all this kind of thing just to sort of supplicate the masses. It's always happened in the past, though. Uh, with movies, I think, like I say, they've always kind of been a victim of the politics of the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that then it comes down to what's what's the. I mean, not all propaganda is terrible propaganda, you know. If the propaganda is we need free speech, we need people to have the freedom to do what they choose, and this is what that movie is trying to tell us. We don't need big. I mean, you could say Robocop was propaganda against big corporations. Mm. I, I mean, mm. I, yeah, I'm fine with that. Because I, you know, the value, we have to look at the value, the underlying foundational values. Is this a good value or a bad value? I think that, you know, encouraging children to take puberty blockers and cut off their own junk is a bad value. So that's bad propaganda. Mm-hmm. But you know, see, see it as you want. Uh, Peppa was a little bit more overt in Convoy, obviously than Needham was in, in Smokey and the Bandit, but they both kind of have that underlying theme and. I think it's the reason why the original Smokey and the Bandit, because it has that underlying theme going on, and, and it was well-made and well-produced and everything that it did really well, where all the sequels, they kind of yeah. were not able to grasp that, and the, the the other sequels sucked, so, you know.
0: It is it's one of those problems that sometimes a movie is made as a form of art or protest or whatever it is, and then when people pick up and run with the rest of them, it is just kind of like, yeah, no, it's a funny car chasing convoy. And it's like, "Eh, no, you've missed the point of what the sequel should actually be about. Um, uh, I think, I think probably in some respects, Saw is like that, how, you know, it was making people pay for the crimes that they've done. And then the rest of them were just, nah, it's torture porn. Torture porn is a fun thing. in this, you know, and it just kind of lost, lost their ways a little bit um, with them. Okie doke. Thank you for letting me indulge in that. That's right. Um, did you watch Secret Invasion no. this week? No. <laughs> I I did I, find
1: I did find Sam Jackson's wallet though, and it says "dumb motherfucker" <laughs> on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the article on our website, you'll understand why. Um, but no, I watched it, and it was just—it's <laughs> a—it's a show that exists. That's it. It's, there's nothing, it, to me, whilst watching it, all I kept thinking was, they've done this storyline of people infiltrating and blah, 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 and, and people of high position are actually baddies and everything else in the Winter Soldier. So, they, they've covered this, and it's literally the Winter Soldier, but with the Krill, Krill, scroll, scrolls, um, dressing up as people. And so it's just, I, uh, 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 <laughs> I, I
1: haven't watched it yet, but here's what I'm hearing. Did you watch the first episode? Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm hearing is that they are going back to the well of taking a beloved male character, in this mm-hmm. case Nick Fury, and turning him to a broken-down old man who doesn't want to do, you know, doesn't want to fight anymore, has given up on all his values and needs – and, and like four times, I was told, in this show that – Nick, just you don't have it anymore, or you're broken, or
0: you can't do it, or wh- whatever Nick, he was saying. Nick Fury is not the Nick Fury we know from sort of no, everything, it's, between, it's Jake everything between. Yeah, it's everything between um, Iron Man and Endgame. This Nick Fury is now—I want to say—written by a woman, uh, but yeah, I bet you it know, is. He's been he's been completely emasculated. He's not as good as he once was, blah blah blah, yada, yada yeah And it's just again, he's just uh. I
1: got nothing. I'm not even going to I'm not I, I this is gets back to what I said at the beginning of the stream. It's like I have no enthusiasm or interest in watching this. I will the, the only enthusiasm I have for any Disney product as far as what's coming out is Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny, only because Anytime John Williams says the music, I want to hear his music. If he's gonna put out something new, I want to hear it. That's it. That's all I got out of all of this is I want to yeah. hear the, and I you know what? I can buy the soundtrack. I don't need to watch the stupid movie.
0: <laughs> uh, we will talk about that because we're coming, we're coming on too indeed. But in line with Secret Wars, I'm just gonna go into our second topic here AI is taking over. Now, as we know, there is a writer's strike on in America at the moment. The writers are on strike because they are a bit annoyed at AI because AI can do a good chunk of their work without them having to do much, without writers having to do much. Uh, but there's also caused the of problems problems of, of copyright permissions and all this kind of stuff. At the same time, Disney <laughs> release Secret Invasion, which has got the opening credits mostly created by AI. So you couldn't have yeah, timed this writers. more perfectly, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you could not have timed it more perfectly that like there are writers who are angry at their jobs being on the line because of AI and Disney have gone, we just fired a load of digital artists because we've got our AI done by, by uh, we got our the, the opening credits done by AI. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: What's my choices here, Phil? I can have machines with AI, or I can have the current crop of writers with no I, and I'm just like, okay, everything's going to be on, garbage.
0: I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox about this a little because I've I've got a vested interest in this. When it comes to AI, I am working on a script at the moment for uh one of the companies I own about uh, but um an old railway. I have been finding chat and chat GTP. Quite useful sometimes. If I get stuck with something, I can ask it a question, and it generally gives me an answer, which I won't use word for word, but gives me a good rounded way of doing it, of of finishing the script off uh, for like a particular paragraph. Now, back in the day, my dad used to do all the writing, so my dad was kind of like the Chat GTB of of you know of the time. So in some Ch- respects, GTP what. Chat GTP. Just you're just
1: picking random letters that rhyme with E, aren't you? Chat GTP.
0: Chat chat TBD. I'm just going to say AI. There's less numbers there. And yes, Maddink, I do work outside of here. Thank you very much. Um, But with it, with with this AI, I've actually found it quite an interesting tool. However, when it comes to these writers and saying about how. AI can't come up with anything new. It can't put in any emotions or anything, anything like that. AI can only kind of regurgitate information it can find from other places and from the information that's put into it. And I think to myself, right? So, uh, you know, the writers have already had their, li- uh, their, their jobs on the line because of things like Love Island and the Kardashians and Gogglebox. If you've heard of Gogglebox? No, no, I oh, haven't heard of that. Go- Gogglebox. I have an idea. <laughs> This this program has been going for, I think, 13 or 14 seasons now. You have got a bunch of moronic airheads who are sat at home reacting to TV shows. And some of it has been award, it's been nominated for BAFTA awards. People watching, I think one of them, I think it was a couple of years ago, there was uh, one of the reactions on Gogglebox Box up against the best television moment up against the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Now, you know, they're they're worried about these sort of like AI taking over and and writing regurgitated crap. And yet the programs that are popular at the moment is just nothing but retraction. TikTok is people dancing to songs they haven't written. And and again, I just think, I don't know. I'm really torn about this whole AI thing. I'm very much torn between the two. Well, I'm I'm kind of I mean we've had so much
1: content, and I I don't want to say that it's impossible. Like all the stories haven't been told, but I'm sure there's something. You know, you don't want to get in that trap where you say oh, I don't know what else they can make. But there's a certain part of me that's like, what else can you make at this point that hasn't been made in some way, shape, or form? I mean, What's the next genre that hasn't been a very popular genre? Well, you got to go back to westerns. It's already been done and done better than anything
0: you're going to put out. Yeah, but dude. not just that, but also, that, I mean, the the main basic crux of movies, there's only like five or six main stories, you know, the fish out of water, the romance, or whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah. I, but go on, carry on. Oh,
1: well, I, I'm just, I'm thinking of all the genres, that, you know, from Kung Fu to sci-fi to superhero to space uh, opera to rom-com to dramas to, to adventure action what, what, I, I don't know, I mean there's only so many things humans do you know, that you can do stories on, I feel like we're running out <laughs> but
0: maybe but the weird thing is, there's always books being produced all the time yeah, I know I I, I just it's, the whole the whole AI thing I think is weird, I don't know if it, uh, the guys, Gator and that have seen the opening credits too this new secret invasion. When I first watched them, I actually thought, "Oh, that's, that's quite good. But then when I heard it was done by AI AI, I did think to myself immediately, I thought to myself, nobody created that. Nobody put their digital artwork and expression and, um, their own sort of personality into that. It was just created by a robot. And it's just, that is a, that is a huge shame because you know, people, I appreciate how what hard people work, and now a computer can do it for you. But then, conversely, we've had this in the past. There was a time where if you wanted to wash your clothes, you had to take them down to the river and bash them against a rock for an hour before they were clean. Whereas you now we've got a machine that doesn't. Don't have to do that, that anymore. <laughs> not in may Tell government. me about this. Hey, <laughs> um, I, I know how hard people work. Shut up, Maddie. <laughs> And it's Boba Phil. I'm not NGO anymore. Um, he died. He was my evil twin. Um, no, no, no. But but with it, we've we have had robots or, or, or AI, if you like, take over some of the jobs that we do. But obviously now it's coming into this creative side of things. It's then becoming a worry. You know, the people who did used to do the washing in the past are all of a sudden mad because now we've got dishwashers and that kind of thing.
1: Well, I mean, this is inexorable plight of humanity right new technology taking over jobs taking over things doing different you know and people having to adjust and yet i mean we have computers and robots and things doing more than they ever before and yet we seem to have a shortage of jobs for some reason not a shortage of job but a shortage yeah. of workers to fill jobs yeah yeah uh, i don't know I mean, the economies always transform and technology will always transform to allow people to do different things. And and I'm just a big fan of, you know, leaving the government out of it, let people come up with these new innovations that may create new areas of of business or, or productivity that we just never thought of before. I, I think that's just the the natural cycle. I don't I it's always tougher for us old farts though. Yeah,
0: this is, this is very true. Uh, very true. Um, okie doke. Right, so actually moving on in this kind of genre and area of topic. Series are getting cancelled. Now the two main ones that came up this week, which i got some grief on social media about, but we'll come to that, were Paramount Plus. is not only cancelling, but they're also going to be deleting from their servers... Star Trek Prodigy and um, Greece The Rise of the Pink Ladies.
1: That now, barely got done. I think it, I think its last episode was just like a couple of weeks ago, and it's already nobody wanted to see that. And I tried I mean, to watch Prodigy,
0: it is, it is unwatchable. Again, a prodigy I didn't. I, I, both of the series, I must admit, I didn't even go anywhere near. Rise of the Pink Ladies. I. It was one of those programs where the entire premise was to pander, to pander to the crybabies on social media who aren't seeing representation and us And it was. It was set in the time of Greece. I mean, I think it was set before Greece, wasn't it? Because it was a prequel to Greece. Because we obviously. Well, it wasn't Rome. It days. had to be Greece. <laughs> But with it, (laughs) hey, it took me me a second, but I got there in the end. (laughs) Um, But it was set in the 1950s high school where you literally had every color of the rainbow of kids going to that school.
1: Yeah, that's perfectly accurate
0: of America at the time. You know, and just again, it just it was never going to work ever, 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 ever. I wrote the article about this, so I put into IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes what the scores were. And the scores were actually quite decent for Rise of the Pink Ladies. And all I could think of was, I reckon there was, for example, say 10 reviews. Those 10 reviews are women at home, probably with blue hair, probably after looking after a lot of cats, and probably moaning about the masculinity in this world. Those are the only people that could have watched that show to review it, because anybody else would have just slated it and it's just that people didn't even hate watch this show they just completely ignored that it was there now let's come on to
1: well my- I, I gotta, I gotta oh, go on, say i mean it's like greece is greece is a one-and-done movie if there ever was one they tried greece too it it blew chunks and that it creamed. oh yeah yeah and that was way back when and it's like People love Greece, but you don't. You don't need any more. I don't need to see the origin of the of the T-birds. You know, it's like nobody gives a shit. Maybe let's just say, for the to, sake of argument, Pink Ladies was actually good. It just the concept is so bad. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody wants it. To, to be fair, IP, it would have been nice. mind the IP. Mind the IP. We got to mine it and strip mine it and get every ounce of blood and gold we can out of the IP. 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 I,
0: I think it would. I think Pink Ladies, the rise of the Pink Ladies, would have been good because it would have been nice to have been seen those Pink Ladies actually as teenagers, <laughs> as opposed to the forty-year-olds who played them in Greece.
1: <laughs> well, the fifties people looked pretty pretty rough back then, you know. It
0: just was it was, was a hard time. But coming coming on to social media, when this came up on a uh, was uh, some place I follow on Twitter, and I put up a picture of Chris Evans laughing his ass off. Now, a lot of people liked the comment, but I had a couple of people saying it was disgusting of me to laugh at people who are, are, you know, having their program destroyed and and taken off the streaming service. And at first, I felt a twinge of sadness, but then afterwards, I thought to myself, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I think laughter is the best response to this because... Again, in the article, I looked up a random name of a makeup artist who's worked on about 40 other different productions, some big movies, some big TV shows that are still going and so forth. She's not getting fired because this program is being canceled. Okay? She went to her job. She did her job. She got paid. And now this this, this thing is – I've been in situations like that before. She's got to go to another project. She doesn't give a shit whether it does well or not. Exactly, so I, I thought to myself, no, laughter is the best. Because what I was laughing at is the fact that anybody at Paramount thought that a woke prequel to Greece was a good idea, and then it wasn't, and it got canned. Okay, how many how many um, pilot episodes are made throughout the year where you've got people who are building the sets and writing the stories and putting everything together, and then they never see the light of day. Nobody cries over them. And so, yeah, no, with it, I think laughter was the best response, and I don't feel bad for it. And I'm not 23 either; just just a little. Well, we're over.
1: We're, we're laughing at the decision makers, the people exactly. who worked on it and did their thing. They've already gotten paid; they're fine.
0: They'll move yeah. on to something else. But
1: we are laughing exactly. at the decision makers.
0: And like I say, it. it It kind of annoyed me afterwards because I did think to myself, no, 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 like I say, this is a perfectly acceptable response because these shows are awful. Willow was another one. Willow was just pandering and having inclusion of lesbian characters in a a TV series that didn't need it in any way, shape or form. And now it's got deleted off Disney. It is funny because somebody in Disney thought, oh, yeah, what we need is lesbian characters in Willow. And they're going to keep their jobs as well, and they're going to carry on making stuff. But all the people that worked on that show, they can be proud of what they've done, and they've done stuff before, which is fantastic, and they're going to do stuff afterwards, which is fantastic. Nobody's lost their jobs over them.
1: I find it funny that they deleted off the servers because, you know, hard disk space is so expensive now. Yeah. So, you know, it's It's, it's still cheaper to remove
0: it. I was going to say you can get a terabyte on this, but that's, you know... (laughs)
1: I know, I know. It's on many servers. You have to pay monthly. It's it's across it's not just in one place, but it's still it's not that expensive it at, at a paramount size to keep that or or Disney size to keep this stuff on servers somewhere. And if it's that bad that you you get so little, like just apparently being on disney plus has got people so pissed off that they're canceling their subscriptions and they have to get it off the server so people don't see the fucking thing <laughs> that, again that makes me laugh
0: that when it comes to like willow willow was so bad that even disney wanted to delete it and you're thinking
1: got rid of wow it. Yeah.
0: wow disney think it's that bad my goodness me costing um, that much money just to exist <laughs> okay look let's talk about some iconic characters from cinema let's I'll tell you I'll tell you what we'll, we'll sandwich them together but first of all <laughs> speaking of shouldn't exist um... Indiana Jones 5 is out this week now I have actually got tickets to go and see it somewhere they're on the computer somewhere because I'm going to go and see it on Wednesday afternoon I am open-minded And I am hopeful it's not as bad as what I've seen. However, it has Kathleen Kennedy as quite a big credit on it. And I I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm expecting it to suck donkey balls of the highest order. But at the same time, it might actually be good. Hey, you, we were just talking about this before we got went live. Are you gonna are you gonna go and see it?
1: May like I said, the only reason I wanted to see it is to fill my ears with lovely John Williams music, because he always brings it. But and and he's 173 years old, so we're not gonna get much more out of him. And and he's an absolute national treasure in my
0: opinion. But You're naive at best. I know, I know Roger I know.
1: But as far as the actual movie, I know it's going to suck. And I find it interesting that Disney has fired their head of diversity, their chief diversity (laughs) officer. They've been firing all these people. They don't fire Kathleen Kennedy. And I'm like, I've been thinking about this. It's like, because she's obviously ruining Lucasfilm. Obviously. So. Maybe there's some legal thing into it, but I, I doubt it. I think they could get rid of her if they wanted to. So um, I think but, it's because yeah. she's high profile. People know who she is. I don't know. I didn't know who this diversity officer was until this the story came out. She got fired. I didn't know who that one person that they fired a few weeks ago. I had never heard of her. I guess she was started out in the special effects and became really big on getting, you know, the the not-so-gay agenda in there, and so did the diversity officer. But I didn't know who these people were, and so they're quietly getting fired. But Kathleen Kennedy is out there, and I honestly think that they're keeping there because people like you and me want her gone. I, I think mm. it's really a big middle finger to all of us, saying, yeah, you want I, or, her gone, Well, we're not going to do it.
0: Or it's one of those things where it's kind of, this keeps people talking about the whole thing. You know, it's free advertising. I
1: guess I, I find I I can't imagine how this is. I mean, they're losing money left and right. You know, we talked. We had the Disney is doomed part two. I don't know how this can continue. She needs to go, but I think because they hate us so much, they hate people like you <laughs> and me. I, seriously, I really think. Oh, it's no, spite. No, 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 I know. I They're keeping her I'm, out of I'm, spite.
0: They're tears. It's tears of laughter that I'm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that i'm crying i'm crying through the pain
1: yeah but well, I, I i i i you tell me why they keep her it's not it can't be because of her successful track record uh, it's well
0: can i can i just show you something because i have seen people keep going on social media saying she has produced and worked on some amazing films I actually watched Indiana Jones, uh, Red of The Last Temple of Doom, and I just literally finished today uh, Last Crusade because I thought I'd watch them all again as a trilogy. This came up. Uh, let me just put the screen up here, entire screen. So this came up at the end of Indy. As you can see there, associate to Mr. Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy. Now, I, to I, me, I, I
1: said it uh spielberg's on-demand blowjob assistant
0: (laughs) (laughs) or 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 coffee getter you know a gopher basically and i just thought to myself you know yeah she's she's been on that's like kind of like saying well i know somebody who worked on star wars Oh, really? what was he doing he was a set you know he, he was a carpenter and it's like so he's worked on a big film it doesn't mean he knows much about producing and i watched Uh, Like I say, I just finished Last Crusade. And on Last Crusade, apparently she was just down as the executive producer. (laughs) And again, it's kind of... So she provided the money for that. And again, it's kind of... So why is it that people think, A, she's good, when it's quite clear that she's completely and utterly ruined Star Wars? It's all down to Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Well, she's, she's an interesting case study of the difference between the way men and women perceive things and and you know i would say all things being equal she she paid her dues she started out as an associate she worked on these different films she worked with spielberg she worked with lucasfilm george lucas she worked her way up over many many years decades and her reward was great job you are now the ceo of lucasfilm I don't I don't disrespect that up until then. No, 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 From what I could tell, because it took so long, like it does every other human out there, she seems to have this huge chip on her shoulder, hates men, and is now trying to destroy all the things that got her to where she was. And all yeah. the work that she worked on just to stick it to men. And I'm like going... What do you want you you're the ceo of a lucasfilm you were handed it on a silver platter after decades
0: of doing good work i would assume you, and, you and, could and that's how have completely concerned. and utterly you know been the most loved person on the entire planet you know if she'd have given us star wars that we wanted it would have made disney Billions beyond what they could possibly imagine, and every Star Wars fan in the planet would absolutely loved her. But instead, she decides to just become the most hated woman on uh, you know out there.
1: She obviously has a chip on her shoulder. She obviously has a huge chip on her shoulder against men. Feels like she's been held back. I'm like God, that I could get held back that well to end up as the president of CEO of Lucasfilm. Oh, hold me back, Daddy. Yeah. Uh, whose dick do I gotta suck <laughs> you know I mean it's like I don't know what you want I, I'm guessing that she didn't you know who knows but I, I don't feel like she did a lot of that kind of stuff I think she she probably worked hard and all she got out of it was a huge chip on her shoulder how sad is that
0: anyway so Ind- Indie 5 is out this week and like I say I'm gonna go and see it I'm gonna get way. a review on Wednesday <laughs> and like I say I am I don't know. I, I I'm I'm going in with an open mind. I know I, I can go in quite critical of stuff sometimes, but I am going in with an open mind that it might actually be okay. You are you are you are just desperate, aren't you? <laughs>
1: you
0: are just I, I do. I totally like it. desperate. <laughs> it is it's, well well, and I, I am being quite clever because I've watched Raiders, Tim Temple, and Crusade this this weekend. I'm going to review them, put them on the site, uh, hopefully tomorrow. i write up of all three of them. I am going to watch Crystal Skull again because I haven't seen it for an awfully long time. I am going to watch it again because I'm hoping that watching that might make the Dial of Destiny seem a bit better. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think you are in for the most all-time backfire. <laughs>
0: Anyway, like I say, we'll have a review up on Wednesday uh, this week of our, our own real, honest review of Indiana Jones 5. Not a shill review or anything else like that. It'll be completely honest. But speaking of other great characters, apparently Patrick Stewart says he's not done with Picard, which is kind of a the shame. show or be. the character? Uh, a bit of both. I've got to. I've got to admit, I haven't. <laughs> I have read the story. As far as I know, story. Picard card is done. It's there is no more. Hang on, hang uh, on. on, let me find. Let me find the article. A second. I thought. I, I thought you wrote this, so that's why I thought I won't do much on it. I haven't but, read. Shit. Uh, I've been so busy. I can't. I. This is all I can do lately. I can't find
1: it now. Um, anyway, talk about yourselves. <laughs> well, I mean, the <laughs> card was do. a great third season mm-hmm. although i still the member berries and everything kind of snowed me a little bit they're, they're, it's it's a good generations movie or tng movie it's a very good tng movie It still yeah, can't hold a, a candle over some it. of the best episodes of the actual series which is so much more thoughtful and and goes into this real interesting ideas and themes and philosophies that that I mean not to say there weren't some shit episodes of course there were but I, the best episodes of TNG the the best movie can't hold a candle to an average episode of TNG and I I really enjoyed it I don't I I know we were gushing about it it it's, it it's nice to have but it's it, it's
0: better than all the TNG movies but uh here we go here we go I found it. the I found the article and it says while everyone has been talking about Star Trek Legacy and a potential spin-off featuring some of the characters um, and the Enterprise-G, the, the reunited TNG characters clearly have great uh, fun all being together in the Picard series Season 3. But now I want to do it again. Speaking to Wire together, LaVar Burton and Patrick Stewart reflect on the great experience of Season 3, and Stewart dropped big hints that he isn't ready to say goodbye just yet. Picard is quoted as saying I think we would do a movie a Picard based movie now not necessarily all about Picard but about all of us and to make any of those wonderful elements particularly from season three of Picard and to take uh take out what take and take out of that what we think will be an extraordinary movie um I keep telling people and mentioning it, and so far there's been no eager response, but it might well happen, and it would be a very appropriate way to say goodbye and um, say, say goodbye, folks. So he, I think it already was an appropriate way. Stop! He's just desperate. Sounds like a guy <laughs> desperate. Too. I like. I need I like an extension. On, I need an extension on my house, <laughs> and, so, and so I'd be up for a movie. <laughs> Yachts
1: aren't going to buy themselves. Uh, <laughs> I like that Picard is mirroring Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> come, come on, make it so, man.
0: Come on, game, um, whatever. Whatever it is you do. Um, but again, with it, again, I'm not being funny, but Picard died ages ago. Not died, if, you know, but it's just, it's again, it's one of these things where they are flogging a dead horse. It's on, on Glastonbury this weekend, they've just had Rick Astley. Now, apparently tickets for Glastonbury are about £350. I'd be pretty angry if I paid £350. Are go going see Brick Ashley playing? You know? And, and just, you know, with Picard and stuff like that, just let it go.
1: <laughs> you get there, he's like, never going to give. Oh, I'm getting Rick Roll. No, you paid for
0: this. <laughs> this is the worst Rick Roll of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is expensive, <laughs> Um But again, it's just... It's just churning stuff out for the sake of churning it out. And it's, ah, oh, it's... Oh. Mine the IP. Mine it. Strip mine it. Get in there.
1: Pull the blood. But, Come
0: on. And, and as I keep saying, the more you add to something, the less special it becomes. So, you know, with this, like I say, I don't remember much of the TNG. I must admit, I'm, you know, not a fan like you are. But I do remember enjoying them. But again, it's kind of a series that is finished and it's over. And... As opposed to creating something new and finding a new IP that they can create from from the wonderful world of these things called um, books, which I don't think Hollywood has heard about. They, again, like you say, they just mine this IP and keep digging and keep stripping stuff off the bone, and just makes it less and less special every time they do it. Do, do you think it's Do you think it's possible that it's
1: do you think it's going to be impossible to create new IPs moving forward? Do you think that the entertainment, like you could create IPs because you had three channels on the TV and the movie theater. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody had to go see the same stuff. So things would take off because it wasn't, it just wasn't as much to look at now. Eight bazillion things. I mean, just trying to get a YouTube channel off the ground. It's, it's very difficult. And do you think it's just, we're, we're past the, the point of that could be done
0: anymore? I mean, with it, we're going to come on to Extraction 2 the other day. And I mean, let's say, for example, I'm just going to like I say at random Extraction 2, but, you know, John Wick came out and kind of, I don't want to say changed everything. I don't think it's, it's something that's, that's changed everything, but it was a decent set of movies that came out that have been quite enjoyable because they took a chance you know the 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 sort of said to keanu reeves oh let's make an action movie and they did it and all of a sudden it was fantastic and everybody loved it and it's had four sequels i think there are still new stuff out there but it is just very very few and far between and nobody is willing to risk the money on it anymore when you can with an older ip you've kind of got guaranteed bums on seats
1: well, they need to stop. I mean, they need to get back to making the the thirty five to fifty million dollar movie again.
0: You know, yeah. that's how you create yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, game. yeah.
1: And, and extraction is something like that. But then again, I look at you know, extraction, or even John Wick. I'm like, will that ever have the cultural impact that James Bond had? Is that possible anymore? Movies is the only. I will say, movies is the only place where that can happen. The theater. They need to stop throwing things to streaming so damn fast and 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 make do, these movies that may create an ip going forward but it, I do, it's I never going to happen like on tv or streaming it's never going to happen
0: i know what you mean like with extraction Two, which we will come on to i i wished i had seen that in the cinema because it would have been quite spectacular that's what i was thinking you know And um, but then like i say if you look at m um, john wick I don't know. He's, he's done all right. I think he's part of the the sort of zeitgeist of, of cinemas now. Not like a Bond.
1: I I don't think people are going to be talking about him and still putting out John Wick movies sixty years later.
0: No, right. Firstly, John James Bond is is obviously a complete and utter um, one off. That's, it. I mean, well, that's what my are point. The, what others
1: can you do? Uh, you know since since the dr no was so popular and they were able you know just at the right time to keep turning them out they were able to recast they kept putting them out putting them out and they always they they just kind of sank into all the public consciousness john wick is good i don't want to say that he doesn't have a certain level of of cultural relevance or anything but i'm talking about Things that were made back then, you know, you can say Star Trek, Star Wars, Superman, the Marvel comics, uh, James Bond, uh, ET. I could go on. Indiana Jones. I would say Indiana Jones has way more cultural, what's the word familiarity. People mm. recognize it before they recognize John Wick. Uh, i'm not saying anything bad about john wick i love john wick i'm just saying that everything is so fractured now i wonder if it's possible to create something with that
0: kind of cultural relevance anymore it's again it's a tough one to answer because you, it's just coming back to john williams just briefly but you don't get the big scores in movies anymore like you do with john williams you know, when you think of, like, the Avengers, I can kind of hum the theme tune maybe, uh, maybe the Captain America, but, like, Man of Steel and stuff like that, you know, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't sing you a note of any of those movies, whereas, like, the original, obviously, Superman is, is timelessly classic. And so these days it is very difficult to... Just hit upon something, which is, dang, I suppose, like you say, as you said earlier, that we've got like three channels back in the day. And so when a movie came out, it was a big thing. But then the problem is nowadays is as soon as that comes out, there's a spin-off to it. There's a sequel to it. there's a, And it all starts then just, you know, piling on the crap. And then loads of other people are taking the mech out of it and all this kind of stuff. And it's just it's very difficult to stand out from the crowd because the crowd is just a hell of a lot bigger than what it was well the crowd
1: is fractured right i mean yeah, yeah i'm yeah. getting to the point i i barely get on even in my stream i'm watching a lot of youtube and different channels and i'll just pick out a movie here and there but i'm not uh, it's since so, i have so many more choices and then you you know i'm not even scratching the surface on my choices i'm not going to tiktok or instagram or much um, on twitter uh, and and there's so many different streaming services which are going to implode we know that i think disney i think hulu's getting folded into disney plus i'm hearing that now it's yeah. going away so i mean I, I don't know i just i just think it's going to be you know we we've had kind of a an inverse reaction where you have so many choices to watch so many different things, or to entertain yourself in so many different ways. That we will never have something that really cracks
0: the culture like we did back in when we were young. I just mm-hmm. don't see it happening. It's a shame, because, uh, like I say, there, you know, kids. I mean, I suppose the, the the most recent one, I suppose, would be like Harry Potter. You know, where kids can grow up with that but again it's not like it's not like a series which is then gonna keep going on that started in the 90s and even
1: though we had cable Uh it still wasn't anywhere i mean the internet was barely i mean you were still dialing up at that time and so it could still crack the zeitgeist i mean i think that that kind of thing that something that cracks the zeitgeist worldwide is a 20th century thing and i think it's going to go away
0: It's strange, isn't it? So, speaking of other characters, it turns out that Martin Campbell, who directed Casino Royale, absolutely loved Henry Cavill as James Bond. He thought his audition was, was brilliant. The only reason they went with Daniel Craig was age. I think at the time, as I remember from the article, um... Henry Cavill was in his early twenties, about twenty-two, I think, whereas um, Daniel Craig was a little bit older. And being a commander of the British officer of the of the Navy, he was too young to play him. Um, but he was he was very close to getting it. And again, he's still kind of on the cards. But again, it's kind of one of those things that Hollywood just keeps making bad decisions. Like, for example, getting rid of Henry Cavill as Superman. Now, I mean, like I say, both of I know both of us don't rate. You know the, the the Snyder universe all that much. Aggie's not here, sorry, Matt. <laughs> um, but he was the perfect Superman. That chiseled jawline, the the physique, the the presence that he had. He was fantastic at it. To sack him as Superman is just. Everybody was just kind of really, but really? really, you know. And so seeing him as, as he seems like the perfect casting for James Bond, but that means he won't get it. Well,
1: yeah, I, I I was looking back. I mean, Roger Moore. I I just got done watching all the Roger Moore ones, okay. and I I didn't realize this that his first movie he was he was forty five I think when he did it, forty two right, okay. he was he was old, and by the time he got to A View of the Kill, I think he was forty three when he did his first James Bond. So he's already passed well past his thirties. And he got to view the kill. He was fifty eight. It was, it it was hilarious because they they cast Patrick Mcnee with him because Patrick Mcnee was one hundred and seventy five, so it made Bonds look young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As his sidekick
0: briefly, but I mean, oh, uh, it was. Uh, how do was you, how do too you make old. Jack Black? How do you make Jack Black look thin, standing next to Lizzo? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and so. I, I don't know that age if it's done right because now you know you you say well he was fifty eight he's way too old to play James Bond and then you look at Tom Cruise he's sixty and he's jumping out of a plane mm. and and, and, it all, and he looks fantastic so I I don't know I mean I there's no reason to me that they couldn't cast Cavill in the
0: in the role but I think he should will I they should. I just don't to, know. Just to- I think he should just annoy um, James Gunn. <laughs> just sort of like, you know, oh, do you want to come back to see Superman? No? <laughs> Didn't James I, really, now, I right? really
1: like, I really like Cavill, but I, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he, first of all, he's played too many Americans and I, I haven't seen enough with his British yeah. accent and, and he does, he does have a, a, an affable quality to him, but James Bond should be a little bit more dangerous. I just don't know if the sexy quips and all that, if he can pull that off quite
0: Oh, they're not going to be doing sexy quips anymore may uh, to you. We live in 2023. Sexy quips are a thing of the past um, I, I tell you,
1: so, I I was introduced to James Bond I, I was well aware of James Bond when I was a kid and everything, but I didn't really watch any of them. They just they didn't look like anything I would like it wasn't until I was like seventeen I finally watched The Living Daylights. So it was the first real James Bond I went after, and and so Timothy Dalton is kind of my default, like my first impressions of James Bond. And now that I've watched them all, uh, yeah, Connery still the best, but Dalton is right up there with him. I, I think Roger oh, yeah, Moore yeah. is the worst. Um, I and then you get to Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan really brought in. Like Dalton was kind of world weary. He's kind of like, ah, I don't want to do yeah. this shit. He 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 did it. He did, but he he had added a lot of danger to him, which was great. But he he didn't have enough of the charm with the ladies and that kind of stuff. It just, I liked it. I liked that take on it. Moore was just too much of a playboy. He never seemed dangerous to me. And then. Yeah. Uh, but Bronson, I think he had both. He had the charm and he had the danger. He just had shit movies. It, Goldeneye was the best, but after that, I mean, they were just shit. So – and Craig, yeah. Craig is – Craig's bonds. I really liked Casino Royale. I still really like it. I was like finally not this silliness anymore. But now that I've kind of gone through all the bonds, it's like – Oh, we need to bring back a little silly. I think <laughs> it's it's. Too yeah, they've got on, Yeah, you yeah.
0: yeah. um, Right, miserable. Manning, Manning, shut up. Oh, what's he saying? <laughs> he said, "How do you make um, NGL look thin? Stake it, stand him next to Jupiter." <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, um, yeah, Cavalli Cavalli's British, accurate Cavalli's- but mean. <laughs> Caval is British. Um, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's British. I is. know. I, British. I, I, no, 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 no. Um, I think he just said it. Uh, sorry, uh, Big Ed just said it on the on the thing. But yeah, he is British. Okie doke. Let's move on to that extraction two. I was disappointed because there was no dentistry in this at all. Um, <laughs> seriously though. <laughs> no, but so I watched this yesterday uh i had a, a lad's evening in on my own uh with a pizza and 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 sat down and watched this i really liked it i don't remember much about the first one i do remember it was a very good action film i thought i knew it was very well directed and um, i didn't remember much about that this one i thought was just quality quality action movie uh there's a decent enough story i'm not going to go massively into spoilers but Um, at the end of the last one, Chris Hemsworth dies, but in this new one, he's fine. (laughs) He basically gets recuperated. Nothing a montage can't fix. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, he is on the road to recovery and then he finds out his ex wifes sister is married to a very nasty man in a Georgian prison. And that's georgian um, george uh, george of the country not george of the state is this a state in america called georgia
1: yeah no that if it was if it was the american it would be a much worse prison
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right um so he basically goes to um uh, his sister-in-law ex-sister-in-law is married to this nasty man with a couple of kids and he's now locked them up in the prison so he's asked well, or uh, uh, his next mission if you like is to go in and get her out It then turns out the story is a little bit more complicated than that. And basically the guy who, the woman who he rescues in the kid, he kills the dad, but the dad's brother then seeks revenge. And okay. It's nice and simple. It's not too complicated, but it was just, the the action in it was some of the best I've seen in ages. And I even count John Wick 4 in that because I watched John Wick 4 only a month or so ago when it, when it came out. Um, but this was, it was it was cracking. You've seen it, haven't you? I have. Um, I think
1: it's it's ninety-eight percent a perfect movie. Um, the only issue I have with it, it, and I wanna I wanna be very clear on this. When there's a lot of times where I criticize movies, I criticize because you know it's got the message, it's full of plot holes, characters make dumb decisions. None of that. Everything is awesome in this. I love this movie from beginning to end. My only issue is a is more of an aesthetic issue, and it's something that you may love. It's just I don't love this aesthetic issue. And it has to do with the uh, respect to the way they did it. But the single camera, the the unbroken shot that went from when he went into the prison till all the way to the when the train crashed they, i don't know they, they never they never switched camera angles on this
0: uh, uh, no, it, no well done to, i'm going to disagree with you there because what i loved about that scene is this one bit where uh, chris hemsworth kind of gets almost knocked out and the camera lands on him and focuses on him as he falls down yeah
1: and i and it does
0: it. It doesn't switch. It just keeps rotating the camera around.
1: I mean, I'm sure they stitched it together and everything. Oh yeah, it's yeah, well done. My problem with it is, is that I begin to feel like I'm watching somebody play a Call of Duty game, which is not. Hmm. I, I prefer I prefer more traditional cut and and you know dramatic things with cameras using good okay. edits. Which I think they had in the second half of the movie. They didn't try that trick again, and I'm not saying that, that I that, hate well, that
0: was a one take shot. <laughs> yeah, in all I, fairness.
1: I, I, yeah. I mean, they they had some crack a good moments in it, and it, and like there's one where they're on this glass and they're sliding and they're unconscious, and you're like, oh god, how are they gonna get to her? And and it was so high up, and it looked really really good. And I would, I the older I get, I have a weird fear or. or Problem yeah, with feist. heights. I don't yeah, know yeah. why. Because I, 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 I have to force myself. I start actually physically getting weak in the knees. I don't know where it's coming from. But yeah, oh, it freaked you me is. out. Uh, when the, you know the grass, glass is cracking, he's holding her up over that height. I'm just like, hold oh, on, Jesus, please get her, get get him, get him hey, out of there. I you're sat there with clenched buttocks. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but my, like I said, my only quibble with this movie is a pure aesthetic choice that you may love. I just don't love it. I like a little bit more traditional editing in my action and this this went on way too long and I just, I felt like I was watching a Call of Duty game, which is great fun to play a Call of Duty game. It's not so much fun watching somebody play a Call of Duty game. And, and movies no. have a different language to them than a video game does. And so you need to Uh, the edits and the, and the different camera angles and doing different things with it, that adds to the, the enjoyment and the artistry of it for me, that, that is it. That's the only thing I can say. And that's really just a, that's really just a, an aesthetic choice. It's like, you may like this. I might like that. There's nothing wrong with either of those. For me, I'm just not as big a fan of that one thing. Plot, direction, acting, action special effects everything master class as you would say it was really really well done and i i would definitely watch this again i did find it more memorable than the first one uh,
0: see i thought that the the one take shot if you like obviously there were very clever edits in there i did notice a couple but I, i'm sure there was a few there that i missed i thought that that was brilliant from the fact of just the rehearsal and everything that everybody had to go to, it had yeah. to be spot on, you know, and I'm always impressed, like with our, our, um, Alfredo Curon, Alfonso Curon, you know, and again, I remember watching gravity for the first time and I, I, I was sort of in that opening sequence. So I'm sorry, there hasn't been a cut yet. I haven't seen a cut. And to me, a director who can produce longer cuts like that is a much better director than somebody who does then do the quick editing, because the, to me, the quick editing is like a, it's just an easy, easier way of doing it. Whereas obviously if you've got long cuts, I mean, I was raised on the old musicals like Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly and that kind of thing. And, they, you know, again, with those shots, they pan out and they have these incredibly long sequences with very few cuts because everybody has rehearsed and got ready and, you know, it's it technically it's fantastic. And so that whole sequence, like you say, from I mean, it must have been like knocking on like twenty like, minutes. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. I, I don't know. I think, it just exhausted me a bit. And I was like
1: mad respect to being able to do it properly. You're right. I and, and there are, you know, I don't want to go back to born or where the, you know, like seeing Liam Neeson yeah. try to get over a fence in 17 cuts and take yeah. it three because he's so old. I, I don't want that uh But this this long unbroken cut, it just started to feel more like a Call of Duty thing than it did. I, when I was watching the movie. I, 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 I get I get what you're saying. For a quibble, this is it. That's all I got. And this is much more of a preference thing than it is a problem with the movie. It's just your your mileage may vary. But as far as being a good action movie that. that you knew what the stakes were. You knew what they needed to do. And you knew what, what the motivation was with the bad yeah. guy. And, everybody, and, and great action moments. And the, the kid, I love the kid um, calling his uncle because this this
0: guy's with killed his dad. And that not was being a, able to that, accept it. Good stuff. And then, oh, then you know, the, the 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 whole, well, I'm not spoiling too much, but like the, 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 that kid's decision then plays out for the rest of the movie. And all the way through, he's thinking, oops.
1: Bad decisions are made. Good decisions are, you know, and you understand why the kid made the decision. So I never felt like he was doing stupid things in this. Uh, I was I was locked in with all these characters. Hemsworth does a fantastic job. I like him. I like him so much more playing this kind of character than playing Brothor, or or or, or, you know things like that. He is he is so good at this. And uh, the the lady, there's no you know strong female character trademark tm you know no this was a strong female cause... character who who had to deal with not being as strong as the men and using everything she can she's very highly skilled
0: in all that but you know funny she, enough she... i i went back i didn't read the review that was on the website straight away when it came out because i thought i'm gonna wait to see the film and then i i watched the film Never had the review i did see a couple of people moaning about her and i thought to myself I don't know, because she's not she's not a Mary Sue in any way, shape, or form. No, you know, she's no. she's highly trained and she knows what she's doing. And she took a right beating in places as well. And so she still had to be she, rescued. She almost fell off a building.
1: I mean, yeah. I, and, and not not because she was, you know, they need to give Chris Hemsworth the, the damsel in distress. It wasn't like that. It was all very yeah. organic and natural. I believed everything about her. She was she came across very credible. And I'm like, I'm fine yeah. with that. We can't, we can't just say because a woman is doing something in a movie that, you know, would be normally a male kind of thing, that it's automatically because it's woke. It's No, don't get yourself yeah. locked into that because you're going to miss out on some good stuff. You got to take each one as it comes along and make a fair assessment. That's, you know, I try to do it. I don't feel like there was anything woke in this movie at all. It was
0: just no. damn she just good happened, action. She just happened to be a female who, like you say, it was... It's obviously trained and just very good at her job. And so, yeah, I didn't have an issue with it at all. I thought, yeah, it was great. I, mean, I, I um, will
1: say, during the long and broken shot, it's like the shit that happened in that, and, and between the cars and, and the train and, and getting out of the prison, the and riot, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, the, the action was fantastic. It was just wonderful. It just, I just like a little bit of more traditional editing, but that's just me. I, and I, that is that is not... I don't want to come across like that's a knock on the movie because it's really just a preference thing. So you're
0: saying you hated it? That's fine. You're obviously I absolutely
1: hated the movie. Piece
0: of <laughs> shit. Well, garbage. Um, no, like I say, zero so out of five. For me, <laughs> for me, it was it was just back to a good old fashioned action movie where you had a nice and simple story. It wasn't overly complicated. It just it just got on with the job and the direction it, and everything about it was, was spot on. It did feel like a,
1: an eighties throwback. I mean, they even had a montage. They did. Um, yeah. It wasn't in the middle of the movie, like they used to do, but it was, like I, I sung over healing. that bit.
0: Every movie needs a montage getting better and better. and <laughs> Stuff, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. No, I, like, but I was like, me, I'm, I'm, yes, yes. I'm happy. Bring it on. I'm good. <laughs> it was all great yeah absolutely so the last movie outpost highly recommends uh, extraction two even if you haven't got netflix you can always get it from other places uh-huh. um but, but no it was it, it was worth the watch that's what i like about it is when i didn't know anything about the story but when afterwards i just felt oh, that was great i enjoyed that You know, there were some films I started watching. I started watching The Machine with Bert, Brett, somebody or other. And it's got Mark Hamill in it. And it 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 was terrible. It is the worst thing I've seen Mark Hamill in. And I include the Star Wars films in that. It was the last two, I should say. Um, but I mean, this was just, this was, it was awful. And I saw the poster.
1: I, must... I don't know who that guy is or anything. I saw the poster. I said, the poster looks awesome. Really? I
0: thought he was like big in America or something. I, maybe he is. I don't know. Unless they just mean his weight. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, like I say, I, I tried to watch it and I ended up fast forwarding through it. So I have no idea what happened at the end. And I mean, I started fast-forwarding about half an hour the way through. It was just terrible. Whereas with Extraction, I thought, yeah, I enjoyed that. That made me excited. It made me anxious. Like I say, on the on the whole rooftop sequence and everything else, I I, I was thoroughly into that. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And yeah, you know, like I say, so yeah, it's it's highly recommended. It's a decent movie. Yeah,
1: I love I love that the uh, the bad guy had that. That other, I think it was either his uncle or somebody, or you know, his right hand man is saying, yeah. "What are you doing here, man? I know you want revenge, but this is—you're going to put all these guys to their death. What, what are you doing?" And the guy kills him, like a bad guy would kill, you know, the guy who spoke up or failed him or something. But they made it kind of emotional. Like I, I knew I was going to die with a bullet. I didn't think it would be from your gun. I was like, "Oh, that's 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 brutal." I loved it. It
0: was good. Uh,
1: good. Good. Good movie.
0: It's nice to see a good movie for once. Yes. Uh, If they make three, I'd be happily, happily sit down and watch it. I mean, they should put put the third one in the theaters. I hope they do. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. They have done that in the past, haven't they? They have made movies. Netflix have had stuff go to the cinema, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Well, I was
0: thinking (laughs) this is an
1: odd comparison. Sure, they have. Uh, You remember the, the. The high school musicals the only reason i'm aware of them is because my my daughter was at the age when high school musical was the best thing thing. ever and they came out with the first two on disney channel um and they blew up so popular that the third one actually made it to the theaters and uh, which i had to take my daughter
0: to (laughs) Uh, nightmare but uh okie dokie. Okie dokie. So, uh, where is it? Uh, I, would, I would also like,
1: I would also, now before you do that, I'd also like to uh, make a mention that uh, Big Gator said that you made a terrible joke earlier uh, that I think I gave a grimace to. And I just want to point out that I was not alone.
0: Pearls before swine. <laughs> it's, uh, you people. I, I give you comedy gold and you throw it back in my face. How dare you? Turned out to be pyrite, but what can you do? <laughs> Okie oh, you know. doke. Right.
1: Okay. So Yoda, would you like to close us out, please, and thank? Yes. You. Come to lastmovieoutpost.com. You can reach us on Twitter at @movieoutpost. He's at Boba Phil. I'm at mm. Drunken Yoda One. Hey, Matt, eggy Wags may or may not ever show up again. We are also on Facebook at slash Last Movie and at Instagram at, at @Last Movie I don't know how much we Instagram these days,
0: but I'm, I'm yeah, I, you're I'm hard. in charge of that. I've been in charge of that, and it's not been going well. So I should probably get back on that.
1: Our, our social media presence is, is minimal at best. <laughs> so we, we uh, probably need some work with that. But thank you very much for watching. Remember, we are the latest in uh, movie news, streaming news, and everything cool about film. We are in the cool news
0: now. So come on over the to the last movie. up last movie, well, Let me finish last- my spiel, man. No, I got a good joke this time. I was going to say the last movie outpost presence on social media is about as popular as Lizzo's presence at a salad bar. That was kind of worth it. That's not
1: bad. Uh, I give you a six and a half out of ten. That's <laughs> that's all right. So, like to thank everybody for blowing up the chats, which which I think we had most. Yeah, thank of it you, guys. Good which either they're very engaged or they just would rather chat with each other than listen to us. Either way, I will accept it. And, (laughs) and thank you all for watching. I think we had like eight or nine at one point. So wonderful. Uh, So look (laughs) for this on audio coming up soon and uh, clips of this, if you missed any of it. And uh,
0: Phil got anything
1: left? Anything in the tank?
0: Nope. Unless anybody seems to have any archived movie footage of the railways that ran between Yeovil and Taunton, no, I don't. That's a very specific ask, so we'll see what
1: happens. Uh, Anyway, thank you very much for watching, and we will see you on the next stream.